feet into the water. Peter would be annoyed at how you treat your cows. The reason I lied, if I told you the truth, you'd hunt it down and kill it. Which seems to be exactly what you're trying to do. How long have you been feeding this thing? Six years. Six years. Well, Bernie was out fishing and it followed him home. So we threw it some scraps. Well, he didn't seem to bother anybody. He became kind of like a, a pet who lives in the wild. He just appeared. You have no idea how he arrived here. No, do you? Well, your husband burned you. didn't by any chance lead him to the lake blindfolded. If I had a dick, this is where I'd tell you to suck it. <laughs> Good evening and welcome to the Dr. Zeus Film Podcast. I had to start with that because that's legendary. Who would have thought Betty White had a potty mouth? Hmm? I was stunned as anyone else was today. I, I, so many of us were just sure Betty White was going to make it to a hundred, but in my mind and the minds of many, she already has, she is part of history now. She's part, everyone's get her. (laughs) Hey, this is part of the history. Now we're always part of history. It's ever changing. Everyone's going to remember where they were when Betty White died. No joke. I was taking a nap and people were texting me. Ah, Betty. Lake Placid, 1999. Do you know Betty turned down the role of Helen Hunt's mother in As Good As It Gets because of how the dog was treated. For her entire life, she was an animal rights activist. In fact, Monterey um, Bay Aquarium posted a picture of her. Very profound. Because, you know, today, today's, today's tough. I went for a walk and just thought, oh, Betty White. Betty White. But we have to remember her through laughter and through, I mean, before my time, she was Sue Ann Nivens. She was Life of Elizabeth. She was all. She was. She was a very powerful character, but she didn't let it go to her head. She had a good outlook on life, and I think that's what kept her going for all of these one hundred years. Because it, for for all of us, she made it. So tonight, this is not a your typical New Year's because she, you know, in terms of the news, she dominated the news today. And, and it's fitting for a golden girl. I love my friend James sent this. Shout out to James. Screw New Year's. We're drinking for Betty tonight. I can't drink, so all of you have a drink for me and have a drink for Betty. I am very happy that she got the coverage that she got. She is with the other golden girls now. If you've got those Funko Pops, 
keep them in the box. <laughs> yeah. Born Betty Marion White Ludden. She married Alan Ludden, but she was born Betty White Marion or Betty Marion White, January 17th, 1922 in Oak Park, Illinois. Moved to Los Angeles with her family. Was in the business for eight decades. Died today at the age of 99. She did it all. White worked longer in television than anyone else in the medium, earning her a Guinness World Record in 2018. She received eight Emmy Awards in various categories, three in American Comedy, three uh, Screen Actors Guild Awards, and a Grammy Award. Whoa, she could have... Hey, she wasn't an EGOT, but she was in our hearts. She has a star on the Hollywood Walk of Fame and was a 1985 Television Hall of Fame inductee. She'd been doing this a long time. She was the first woman to produce a sitcom, Life with Elizabeth, which contributed to her being named Honorary Mary of Hollywood in 1955. She is known as the First Lady of Television, an epithet used uh, to subtitle a 2008 documentary about her life. A long and rich life. There's There are so many pictures of Betty White. There's a picture of her with Slash from Guns N' Roses, or as I like to say, Guns N' Moses. And there's a picture, my favorite, she's driving and she's got Carol Channing in the back. And Carol Channing's expression, she's, they're talking about something. Betty's like, okay, let me focus while we go to Spago's. And, and you know, Car- Carol's talking about something. <laughs> there's even a picture of Betty White with Easy e Dr. Dre photobombing in the, in the photo. What a what a long and enriching life. And I knew when I when I saw the news, I thought we 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 have to talk about Betty. She was our golden girl. She was Rose Nylon, but she was also Sue Ann Nivens. She was another character on Mama's Family. A lot of people don't remember that. Um my favorite though is when she tells um she tells uh what's his face? Ted on um, Mary Tyler Moore to put a sock in it. (laughs) And she does it in such a nice way. She was on the Mary Tyler Moore show um, for, I think, 45 episodes. But here's here's her talking about massive mudslides. Victims plucked gagging from the slime were treated at the high school gym. 
embroidered ketones. Hot soup always in. So Betty White, Sue Ann Nivens was Martha Stewart before Martha Stewart. Now I mentioned she was also on Mama's. Mama's family also had Ruma Callahan, who would go on to do Blanche Dubois on uh, or Devereaux, sorry, Dubois. Oops, on um, Golden Girls. You know, Ruma Callahan was also on Maud. I don't know if Betty White was on Maud. Be- Betty White was, like I said, she was in everything, just like Cloris Leachman. So, let's go over to the life of Elizabeth, because, you know, that's where it all started. And while we have technical difficulties, because obviously the Wi-Fi has gone to shit. Let's see. Here we go. So that's Betty White as Elizabeth and Delmore as her husband. Life of Elizabeth ran from October 7th, 1953 to September 1st, 1955. Now, something interesting happened. Back, Back in the early days of television, there was a lot of segregation. And so in 1954, Betty White was criticized after having Arthur Duncan, a black tap dancer, on her show. White said, I'm sorry, live with it. And she gave Duncan even more airtime. Her show was canceled soon after. That's how messed up television was back then. But she blazed through it. And I love what she said. Um, Someone had tweeted about it. She says, what can I say? I'm one badass bitch. So she went against the Hollywood grain that kept racism, unfortunately, on the air. Back then, you couldn't, if you were of opposite... uh, race you could not touch in fact uh i know that on another show gary cooper extended his hand to lena horn a person of color at the time and somewhat broke the color barrier down but betty white saying that i mean betty white you know like i said 
she wouldn't be in as good as it gets because of how they treated the dog. That says something about Betty White. Now, we all... Zuan Nivens is, is before my time. And thankfully, through YouTube and through reruns, I have discovered the humor of Suan Nivens. And it is hilarious, okay? Betty White really could bring those double entendres. She was, she was really good at the double entendres. And, and a lot of people of that era and of that generation, I think they looked down upon double entendres. But not Betty White. Betty, you know, Betty White's humor. I mean, come on. She could roll with the times. Um, she was in The Proposal. You know, she'd been working off and on for years. But The Proposal with Sandra Bullock really, it kind of brought her a new fan base. Here's some of the outtakes. And we're having technical difficulties as always. Don't we just love that? Yes. Here we go. Because Annie is the best tailor in Southeast Alaska. Wow, incredible. Maybe a tad uh, loose in certain areas, but otherwise, oh, sorry. I'm a bit chesty to begin with, and I happen to be knocked up when I wore this. <laughs> oh, let's see if we can find your boobs. They're in there somewhere. <laughs> they are. It's like an Easter egg. <laughs> Maybe they shrunk up in the cold Alaskan air. <laughs> oh, there they are. That, yes. <laughs> oh, there they are. <laughs> Remember, she played Rose Nyland, but even Rose Nyland had a dark side. Whenever Blanche would say to her, what was your first impression of me? Did you put on too much makeup and you look like a slut? Oh, but you don't put on too much makeup. <laughs> and her Saint Olaf, we're, we're going to get to Saint Olaf. We're going to get to, I mean, that that's my era right there. Being a little kid and watching Golden Girls and kind of not understanding the humor at first. It's like, okay, this is... So something beautiful happened in 2010. Those of us who remember the Facebook campaign, Facebook, which is now called Meta, uh, was organized to get Betty White on Saturday Night Live. At the time, she was the oldest person ever at 88 years young to host Saturday Night Live. She even won an Emmy for it. I started in a 
my first live sitcom, which was Life of Elizabeth. And of course, back then, we didn't want to do it live. We just didn't know how to tape things. <laughs> so I don't know what this show's excuse is. <laughs> you know, I have so many people. And unfortunately, we've run into technical difficulties. As I've said, it stops, it goes, it stops, it goes. But that's a career. That's a career. A very long... I Like I said, we shouldn't be sad that chronologically... Oh, she didn't make it to 100. She did. She made it to 100. She made it to 100. And we are all better off for her humor, for her comedy. Um, I'm trying to get it booted up again because, you know, it's it's kind of unfortunate when the Wi-Fi is messed with. That's all I'm going to say. Um, you know, when things are moving smoothly and then something, a fork comes and screws it over. So... And with the podcast, I know how to kill time. Um, but yeah, I just want to speak from the heart. I I was stunned. I'm still stunned. I'm still stunned. Um, but we are we are better off for knowing of her humor and for how she made us all laugh. And here we go. Here we go. It keeps going. It stops. It's kind of like traffic. It's rush hour traffic. And unfortunately, the YouTube and the Wi-Fi itself are on are running on rush hour. And um, Saturday Night Live was... That's I think we all tuned in. She hosted it on a May 8th, 2010. It was a pivotal moment. She won an Emmy for it. I almost said an Oscar. I thought, <laughs> if only, you know, but yeah, we're getting to relive these moments. I mean, she really, she blazed it. She blazed it in such a way that is so powerful and humor. I think all we can do is laugh and trying to here we go it keeps going okay see 
<laughs> it doesn't want to do it. I don't know what happened. Um, as you as you can tell, as a podcaster, I'm I'm not amused by how slow this is. So, and yes, sometimes there is a mean behind the madness, but this is just ridiculous. Ah, here we go. Was considered a punishment. <laughs> and when we were kids, we didn't say we were single. We were just kids. It was weird if you weren't single. Yes, we had poking, but it wasn't something you did on a computer. <laughs> it was... It was something you did on a hayride. <laughs> Under a blanket. <laughs> oh, sorry. Uh, things were a lot different when I was growing up. I, my father, Horace, was a traveling salesman who moved our family to California during the Great Depression. I mean, that's the kind of stuff you only read about in novels. And to think I've lived through a world war worked on radio and films on Mary Tyler Moore and the Golden Girls and... and now I'm here tonight because you wanted me to be I just want to say I feel so loved thank you if I could I would I would take you all on a big hayride <laughs> Starting with you, sir. No, not you. You. <clears throat> Guess what? Jay-Z is here. And if I had a if I had a dime for every time I've said that, I'd have one dime. Which wasn't anything to shake a stick at, it might be. We have a great show for you tonight. So Stick around, and we'll be right back. That was May 2010. Now, Betty Betty liked to flirt. I mean, come on. Her, her dream man, of course, was Robert Redford. I can understand that, although... Did she, did she want the current Robert Redford, or did, she, or did she want Butch Cassidy? Robert Redford, or Jeremiah... Jeremiah... Jeremiah Johnson... <laughs> All the president's men. Hey, hey, Betty. I think she she liked Mel Gibson too. I don't know if that faded, um, but what is it? <laughs> she was she was privy to many many things. <laughs> oh my goodness! But um, if we can. Oh great! See, it does it again. It just oh, this it's like we've taken the Wi-Fi back to 1922 when Betty was first born, fresh sliced bread. In fact, she predates fresh sliced bread. Oh, here we go. It's it's back up. Here we go. You made the cover of Men's Health in the UK, which, uh, and it's a very, look at that, build arms like this. Whoa. Fantastic. Cover. Are you okay, Betty? Uh, I'm getting better. Uh, 
maybe uh, you'd like to see I was on the cover too. I don't know if you saw this, but check it out. <laughs> Here, lowest selling cover of all time. The magazine almost went under. Flat butt. I, I never knew that that was. Uh... Well, you know what the God says. If he gives you a flat ass, he's gonna give you a big old. You're funny. You're smart. You're rich. You got a flat ass. That's fine, man. You got in the other part. Betty White's expression at Jason Momoa. <laughs> now, I've I've saved the best for last. But before we get to the best, this is this is just so weird. I never thought I'd be eulogizing her on the podcast. She was in films. She was in. She has a star on the Walk of Fame. She was for gay rights. She was for animal welfare work. She was good friends with, um, I believe, Rock Hudson. Or was that Doris Day? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm kidding. Um, she did die of natural causes. When I told people that she had died, and they said, how? And I'm thinking, and it made me think of Sophia from uh, Golden Girls, where Rose, in fact, Rose says, how did your friend die? She was fighting oil fires in the gulf she was 88 (laughs) but um the first thing i thought of i'll play this instead golden girls they would always do these really great flashbacks and that was probably the first thing i posted and and also let's let's not forget you know betty white was the last cast member of Mary Tyler Moore and of Golden Girls. In fact, her friend and fellow cast member of Mary Tyler Moore, Cloris Leachman, Cloris Leachman, who had been around a long time, also had died. It's the end of an era. But I think this, when I saw that she had died, I immediately thought of Rose's last cake in St. Olaf. I think we all have a favorite Golden Girls moment. There's so many. I re- <laughs> I remember when the show went. Uh, was it when they when they syndicated it, where you would watch it and it'd be on like in the afternoon or in the evening because you know it originally would come on Saturday nights. When you're a little kid, you're not going out on Saturday night. I obviously didn't, um, but. Yeah, I think she was in her fifties when Saturday Night Live premiered. Here we go.
better make a wish and blow out those candles before Mr. Hickenlooper has the entire volunteer fire brigade up here pumping water on my clean kitchen floor. I swear that man will look for any excuse to make that siren sound through his nose. <laughs> Inga Lundqvist told me just this last week. I know. Shut through his nose. <laughs> Inga Lundqvist told me just this last week. I know. <laughs> Inga Lundqvist told me just this last week. I know. Shut Yeah. As, as Betty would say, what the fuck's going on with this internet? Oh, I've, I've been thinking that all night. What the fuck's been going on with this internet? Oh, I am not amused. Oh, here we go. Okay, I wish. I guess that was kind of a silly wish. I know you can't really be here with me, Charlie. It's taken me these past eight months to accept that, but I finally have. Then why our usual little private birthday celebration? It somehow feels less lonely, Charlie. I mean, this is the first special day I've had to spend without you. If it had been Christmas, I'd probably have hung your stocking. Or if it had been your birthday, I probably would have still asked the clerk down at Tuttle's to help me pick out a tie for you. Oh, I bet that would have gotten me some strange looks from the sales staff. And it keeps stopping. And this is really, this is reminding me of Dial Up. Remember Dial Up? Oh, see, I can give you these antidotes while we, um, and watch the melee that is the CNN, um, New Year's Eve celebration. I will say that Don Lemon's CNN portion is very interesting. Anderson Cooper really fucked up when they got rid of Kathy Griffin. Because when Andy Cohen goes on his rants and he looks directly at the camera, it's like, okay, cocaine is not your friend. Oh, but we're we're celebrating Betty White and um Um this Wi-Fi is just really ridiculous and as I record, very annoying. But here we go. Although they already look at me strangely. <laughs> because of the time I tried to special order a double-breasted navy suit with a drop seat in the pants for Cousin Wendell. <laughs> anyway, that was part of the reason. The other part was I wanted to talk to you. I know I didn't need a spec. Mm. I wanted to talk to you. I know I didn't need a spec. Oh, but tried to special. The other part was I wanted to talk to you. I know I didn't need a special occasion for that. It'd be more of an occasion if I stopped talking. But I, I figured since it was my birthday, you wouldn't be upset when you hear what I've got to tell you. to sell the house and leave St. Olaf, Charlie. The winters are rough here in Minnesota. And this place is too filled with memories to let me get on with my life. 
I need to start over without you, Charlie. And I think this is the best way. I know it'll be tough in a strange town, all alone, but I've read some wonderful things about Miami. It won't be long before I meet nice people and, and make some new friends. I have a real good feeling about that. So, I just wanted you to know what I decided. I hope to be in Florida before the next winter comes. But I know that wherever I am, you'll be right there with me. But I know that wherever I am, you'll be right there with me. It's like a broken record. <laughs> you can't help but laugh at this stuff. Um, it's it's very annoying to me. Um, you know. Here we go. <laughs> it keeps going. But I know that wherever I am, you'll be right there with me. I love you, Charlie. I miss you. It's my birthday. You know the rules. I get the rose. And I thought that would be poignant to play as we honor Betty White. It's um very interesting. Everyone's celebrating at the same time. It's saying, you know, we lost a golden girl. Yeah, we lost the Golden Girl. That's pretty powerful. Powerful stuff. They're all gone. They're all gone. I remember I had done a video... Oh. Where Betty White's character Rose is like, well, what if you're the last one left? And I said, yeah, isn't that eerie? She's the last one left and she's got to be a hundred and... and... <sighs> yeah. She's already on the cover of People. At a hundred. So, yeah, this is, um, this is an interesting time and I, I'm sure you're all laughing as I play the clips and they sound like uh, a broken record continuously because of the Wi-Fi and how fucked up it is right now. And, um, next time I'm going to use my, in fact, I could do that right now being the smart person that I am I can use my data you know because you can you can doggle you can doggle it's unfortunate that not everyone can recognize that um, in, in these moments oh here we go um, I'm, I'm, you know how I am when I'm doing this show it's like oh shit <laughs> I know I know here we go. Looking for something good. You know, after Golden Girls, though, they did the Golden Palace, which I think it only lasted. It didn't even last a season. But, oh, here we go. This is a good one. You. Good morning. Well, kid, what do you want? I changed my mind. I was wrong to ask for all those gifts. Dorothy, you see, I knew she'd come to her senses. I decided cash is better. <laughs> that way I can buy exactly what I want. 
I'll get my purse. No. Blanche, I'm not going to let you do that. I've been doing a lot of thinking. If after all the years of love and companionship, Fernando and I are meant to part company, I'll just have to accept that. Time to time, life deals you an unfriendly hand. There's nothing you can do about it. I guess there's a lesson to be learned here. Sometimes life just isn't fair, kiddo. <laughs> seemed like it would be in their best interest to band together. <laughs> Boy, was that a mistake. You see, they couldn't agree on what to do with the herring. Oh, well, that's understandable. I mean, the possibilities are overwhelming. <laughs> exactly. The Johansons wanted to pickle the herring, and the Lindstroms wanted to train them for the circus. <laughs> <laughs> Weren't they kind of hard to see riding on the elephants? <laughs> Not that kind of circus, a herring circus, sort of like SeaWorld, uh, only smaller. Much, much smaller. But bigger than a flea circus. Uh, mm -hmm. uh, tell me, Rose, um... <laughs> did they ever shoot a herring out of a cannon? <laughs> After that, no other herring would do it. <laughs> You're making this up. I am not. My grandfather told me that story. <laughs> of course, he also used to call me by my sister's name. <laughs> and, and sometimes he'd wear his underwear on the outside of his pants. <laughs> disappointment in your life, Rose? Butter. I wanted to be Butter Queen. Oh, yeah. What an actress. She was so good and gone with the wind. <laughs> I wanted to be Miss Olivia de Havilland myself. Blanche, are you listening to this? Bits and pieces. Go on. Well, Butter Queen was our town's highest honor. From the time I was born, my folks groomed me for it. Singing lessons, dancing lessons, junior butter pageants. For 16 years, my entire life revolved around butter. You were very fortunate. So many of us wasted our youth. When the time came for the pageant, I was incredible. I showed poise in the evening gown competition. I was brilliant in the oral butter quiz. They couldn't even trip me up with a trick margarine question. That evening, butter was spelled R-O-S-E. Rose, you're embarrassing yourself. Please don't go away. I have to, Dorothy. I've kept these bitter butter memories too long. 
the pageant drew to its frenzied finale, there I was, alongside the other two finalists, churning my guts out. When all of a sudden, for no apparent reason, my churn jammed. Yes! And just like that, it was over. I'd lost. It was the biggest disappointment in my life. It was small consolation to find out years later there had been churn tampering involved. When I think of my father, churn tamper. <laughs> she also loved game shows. She was on Password. She was on what else? Was this Hollywood Squares? Oh, it was Super Password with her and Lucille Ball. couldn't get there that's all but we all knew what it was now let's go and try another one shall we here's a hundred dollar puzzle once again and dick and lucy be given the clues and here comes the first word please the password is frightening okay dick scary spooky uh-huh lucy scary frightening yeah excellent frightening on the board all right carol what can that be Yeah, because they buzzed Lucille Ball, so uh, Betty White's like, don't buzz a legend. Also, you have uh, Carol Channing, who's in the mix, and Dick Martin. Gee, I hope I can see it. 
Nice to have you here. It's very <laughs> great to have Betty here. Uh, your first partner tonight, Betty, is... What kind the... of a honeymoon did you have? Uh, yeah. <laughs> my show and I ask the question. How are you, Bob Ware? What do you do for a living? And so that episode of Password was first taped after Betty and Ellen's honeymoon. They were married until 1981 when he died of cancer. And so here we go. We're going to end it with the Super Bowl commercial. for something else you know she worked with Carol Burnett on many many occasions oh hot in Cleveland So we end with Sue Ann Nivens, Rosen Island, 
She played them all. What was her character's name on Hot in Cleveland? Oh. Oh. Actually, we could we could include another legend in the mix that Betty Betty worked with everybody. She of course worked with the well I, I was I was a major, major fan of this ladies. And I guess they played twin sisters. <laughs> I vaguely remember that, but yeah, um, that was when Betty White starred alongside her friend Joan Rivers. Can we talk on Hot in Cleveland? But I want to let's just go through some of Betty's resume. I mean, my goodness, she, in terms of okay, she did the film that was her first film, Time to Kill, 1945. Um, and then of course it's coming out posthumously Betty White 100 years young a birthday celebration comes out in a few well it's almost next year on Hot in Cleveland she was also on Boston Public what was she what was her okay Hot in Cleveland she was let's see Elka Ostrowski Oh, Off Their Rockers. So Off Their Rockers, she started doing um, right after her 90th birthday. Let me see here. Oh, yeah, where she's got the big bottle of wine. Here we go. Traditional marketing isn't enough to promote a show these days. If you really want to reach the public, you've got to do a viral video. <laughs> okay, jump up on the table and then just fall right off. <laughs> but, Betty, I might actually get hurt. I know. If you want to make an internet omelet, you've got to break some eggs. <laughs> up to go. All right. And action. Young man, I love that jacket. Would you be willing to sell me that jacket? <laughs> no, I love this jacket. 
I mean, for the right price. What kind of price? Mm, let's say $500. I guess I don't like it that much. Uh, okay, well, Yama, write this young man a check for $500. Are you serious? Absolutely, son. Okay, what's your name? My name is Top Hat Thomas. Top Hat Thomas. Top Hat Thomas. 500? 500 sounds fair. Well, let me have the jacket. Thank you very much. You know, it doesn't look as good without the striped shirt. Oh, yeah? And that's off their rockers. So, before we go... Let's go to the beginning. Nine years ago. Here we go. old broad on two feet to have all the jobs that I've had and tonight you have had the ultimate overdose but you've you've been so warm and so wonderful and weren't they all wonderful (laughs) and that's Betty White's 90th anniversary a lot of people who were there with her are all gone now you got Ed Asner, Gavin McLeod Cloris Leachman (laughs) That was um, her 2012 90th birthday celebration. And so we bid, well, I wouldn't say farewell to Betty White. Because I've always said this to people. They're still around. When you turn on Golden Girls, they're still there. When you turn on Mary Tyler Moore, she's still Sue Ann Nivens. When you turn on The Proposal, she's still the grandma. Or when you turn on Lake Placid... You can hear the word fuck coming out of Betty White's mouth. Um, <laughs> it's always funny when the, the actresses of, of that era say the you know dirty words. I mean, because they're not going to say them on screen. They'll say them off screen. Um, but yeah, uh, Betty White at 90. Well, at 100. We'll, we'll say that. She, she made it to 100. Whether chronologically or not. Um, but a lot that's a long career in television, film, radio. Remember, before television there was radio and a lot of those shows that she started doing were on radio. So she was one lucky broad on two feet. <sighs> she was also on Empty Nest. I mean, I you look at her resume, the Golden Palace. Diagnosis, murder, the naked truth, maybe this time, a weekend in the country, suddenly Susan, the John Larroquette show, for which she won an Emmy, uh, LA Doctors, Ally McBeal, Ladies Man, King of the Hill, The Wild Thornberries, Intimate Portrait, The Simpsons. <laughs> oh my goodness. See, we have to, we have to laugh at this, okay? So as always, unpleasant dreams. Betty White, we'll miss you.